He's from, uh, I think he's from New York. New York? Yeah, New York. We, we had to, we had to interview him on his time, early, early morning. Oh, yeah, an early morning interview? Yeah, it's so good, and especially easy, because I literally didn't have any pants on, but no one. <laughs> I thought you lived out here now. Huh? I thought you lived out here now. Who? The Karate Kid. I don't know why. I think he lived, I think he, like, spends time in East Coast. That's why, like, everybody was scheduling scheduling uh, their interviews for him, so it's kind of sucked. If he's from New York, there's nothing like Christmas in New York. I mean, that's just yes. beautiful. I'm like, yes. Jealous, I can't be over there right now. Oh, the stupid Jeremy Renner is. Jeremy Renner. Yeah. Jeremy Renner, I hate that he's getting this stupid show. Why? He's a D bag. Really? You don't Although have... I did, I did see him like, because I used to work at the North Hollywood Home Depot. He would always come in there because he has a house flipping business. He seems like a nice guy, and I love the town. The oh, okay. <laughs> the town's the best. It's here and I like it. Woo! Woo! It's here and I like it. means I will knock your punk ass down. Welcome to Earth. Welcome to Earth. Big Well, uh, KCR. Bring it down. Who's the man? Who's the man? Big Well, uh, KCR. I could have been at a barbecue. Big Well, uh, KCR. Bring it down. Big Well, uh, KCR. pack of tropical fruit bubblicious and some skittles hey everyone welcome to the fresh podcast of la will smith appreciation podcast we are back with another episode i am your host miggy spicy joined once again by two very special fellas we've got johnny and jezzer jj jj <laughs> double j my name's jess we got the double j's <laughs> hi guys hello Yo. Hi. It's almost New Year's, which means we're almost in 2020, which means we have successfully made it eight months into the pandemic, and we're almost out of it, I hope, I think. Almost there. It's going to end with a bang. It's going to end with a bang. I mean, how can we need the season finale to 2020 because the season premiere sucked? Starting with the death of Kobe Bryant, and I think something happened before that. Yeah, we're a potential World War Three. It was that. I think COVID started being in the conversation early January. Yeah. How do you end a season like this? How, How do, do you, you end, end this? The vaccine end is that the season finale? Like yep, all it's, is going to be well? Oh, no, it's okay? earth. It's earthquakes and zombies for sure. <laughs> Earthquakes and zombies. Those first two people that, those first few people that they injected are just gonna go rabid, and it's because it's the start of every freaking zombie movie ever. Twenty eight oh, no. days later, yes, days you know, later. I am Legend. We bring it back to Will Smith. I am Legend. You know, oh, no. it's all came with a, it all came with a rushed vaccine, right? So you know, yeah, we're gonna end it with I am Legend for sure. Johnny, how what would your season finale of twenty twenty be? See, now I'm scared. Just. <laughs> I was hoping the end of 2020 would be like a rom-com. Like, we had just moved on through, like, a stressful, dire year. It's all bad. But then we ended with the new year of, like, hope and, like, fireworks are going off. The vaccines being distributed. It's like, I don't know what the future holds, but I know it's better than this. And then we just, like, fade to black type deal. That's what I was hoping. But now Jesus got me scared for zombies and shit. So Who It's knows? like you slowly open the door and you're wearing your mask and you see a bunch of people just, like, playing on the street. And then you slowly unhook your mask, and then it cuts to black. <laughs> it's going to be that scene from, uh, what is it, Dawn of the Dead? From the very first scene where, like, the little girl's kind of like, Hi, Mom, I don't feel so good. And then she just turns into a zombie <laughs> and attacks them. Yep, yep. It's like you we're are so outside. dark. We're going to open up our windows, just look outside, see people running through the street, chasing, like, biting into each other. And I'm just going to close my window and be very quiet. <laughs> That is not the season finale 2020 I was looking for. I like more of a uh, an ambiguous ending or a happy ending. Not no deep, dark, depressive crap. 
going to be like the last season of uh, Game of Thrones, where it's just freaking uh, her burning down, burning down the freaking town with her dragon. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> just the darkest shit you you could ever imagine. This is the How darkest, darkest, and it just make it just makes twenty twenty one like so much better after coming back from such like uh, the end of the world Armageddon type thing, you know. So mm-hmm. now the vaccines going to turn people into dragons. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what it is. And the it to that the intensity of that of flames from a dragon's mouth burning down towns and burning burning people and there are no survivors and you have to just come out of the ashes like a phoenix, you know? Oh my gosh. <laughs> what? Oh my gosh. <laughs> what? Um I'm trying to think. Do I have any <laughs> other ideas for the season finale of twenty twenty? <laughs> That's how it began. It usually has the bookends. It would be very nice. But um I don't know. Trump getting arrested. That's not too late for that. That's about to get started, baby. Yeah. That's gonna be a nice season premiere to twenty twenty one, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, trying to think how... of, like, I'm trying to think of like the darkest, darkest like TV Yes, I series. know you are. No, I'm I'm thinking I'm I'm thinking how they turn it around. How do they turn it around? You know, like where it's just like it after it just seems like it just keeps going down. So maybe 2021 is just going to be not as bad as 2020, but still not as good. So it's going to take a while for us to get that up, you know, that that good season back. Or it's like um, contagion. Hold on a second. Let me tell you, I'm I'm recording a podcast. (laughs) Recording podcast. I'm recording a podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm recording a podcast. Get the get the lasagna. <laughs> what is like contagion though? How did that end? I think it was retracing like, her steps. No, everybody to- like there's a bunch of death. They got the cure, and then still a, pe- a bunch of people died though. But they got the cure, but a bunch of people died. And then yeah, they, had, like, they had like they had they had a freaking like a, a raffle to who got the who got the cure. It was, oh, it, it, mm. like. Like, everybody's like, oh, yeah, the cure is here, but it's still going to be way much. It's going to be worse. Like, mm-hmm. people are going to be, like, fighting for it and shit, you know? It's going to oh be crazy. Oh, my gosh. I know. I don't know if I want to hear Jezzer's pitches anymore. Like, okay, if, Je- if you're writing a script, Jezzer, I'm going to support you, but I'm never going to read the ending. Damn. <laughs> everybody, Everybody's heading to, like, the freaking, like, gun stores because they know, like, oh, shit's going down. Shit's going down. So you got to get gosh. your guns, you know? Let's go. Oh, my gosh. The season finale. Those states who wanted to secede from the U.S., do it and they float away from the continent. Wait, are you talking about Florida? Florida. I don't know if Florida was part of it. I think it was like Texas and maybe maybe the, maybe the big earthquake's gonna separate California from the United States. You know, <laughs> oh, that'd, be so cool. that'd be so cool. Dangerous. What if like Florida and California detach themselves like a wishbone? <laughs> Florida can go to hell. <laughs> Oh my God! I have friends there. Well, you better you better hope they uh, make their way over to Alabama or something. Because Florida, Alabama. Desert, the co-host of this podcast is from there. You're not from Florida. Yeah, you're from, Tony you're from not co-host Sanchez. Oh, she knows. She know, oh, oh, Tony knows. I give I give Florida shit every single time I see like shitty shit on uh, shitty shit on the news. It's Florida, hands oh, down. Yeah. Someone from Florida. I message Connect- my friend. I'm like, look at your dumpster state. Yeah. Like, girl, California. Yeah, it's Florida. It's Florida. It's California. Every everybody's state's got their thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but today we are talking about the next episode titled "Lucky Charm," once again directed by Jeff Melman and written by Sam Art Williams, who has uh, written an episode before. And this is the summary I got from fandom. Okay. So, due to a couple of coincidences, one of Philip's clients, Jameson, a very superstitious businessman, thinks Will is his good luck charm. He befriends Will, who is allowed to decide on some of his major decisions. One of these major decisions, an investment, proves to further his belief on Will's luck as he wins millions. Philip attempts to get Will out of his situation with Jameson, but he fires him instead. Philip Henry first and another lawyer visit Jameson to win his business back where it turns out the stock dropped in the investment. 
Jameson attempts to throw Will out of the office, viewing him as a curse, but Philip defends Will, telling off Jameson for his superstitious behavior and inadvertently revealing to be a Capricorn. Upon hearing this, Jameson agrees to rehire them. At home, the family compliments Philip for standing up to Jameson. It is also revealed that Uncle Phil is really an Aquarius, born January 30th, and lied to get Jameson back. So, so initial thoughts on this episode. Johnny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I liked it. It was like one of the funner episodes of the season. Like, we got to see a lot of, like, one, a lot of personality from Will, which was dope. Also, his outfits in this episode were freaking fire. Yeah. Like, over the beginning, the shoes, the fit, everything like that, I thought it was dope. The and Hillary. Oh, yeah, always Hillary. Hillary's always, always. Um, mm-hmm. It was dope because they had a kind of like a couple storylines going because they did have an A-B storyline here with mm-hmm. Uncle Phil and Will dealing with this situation, but then Carl trying to get an internship. And then you also had Hillary who's getting her first job. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. this was a really fun episode. It was dope. Yeah. What about you, uh, not Jeremy? What? Jezzer. <laughs> Who is Jeremy? I don't know. What? I was thinking Jameson and then Jezzer, and somehow Jeremy came out of that. <laughs> I thought it was a cool episode. I like the uh, whole um, stock talk and all that and like the superstitions of him using will because for no for no apparent reason it's just because um, some people are like that they yeah. they uh, I don't know I don't know I don't know like people believe like in superstitions and stuff and uh, one one thing I one thing I do have like so like they and they give Will Smith's birthday and they give um, Carlton's birthday. Do they, do they, does that carry on continuity wise, like throughout the series? No. Like, no. They change, no. they change it up. This is the thing I have. I feel like they said Will's age before and it might have been 17. But Carlton and Will don't graduate to, I think, season three or four. Uh huh. And it, it's assumed that they're sophomores right now. Am I wrong Se- about this, Johnny? Se- 17, yeah, 17 would be a junior. Yeah, but 17 they did would say be a senior. Oh, 17 would be a senior. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. 17 senior year. Yeah, they do always say they're sophomores. How, did, they, did Will get held back? So that's what I'm thinking, and that's what I mentioned before. And, and that would make sense to why, you know, his mom was just like, I got to send him out. I got to send him across country at this point. Because mm-hmm. maybe he got held back a year or two, you know, well, in, I mean, in a row. Well, according to Jezzer, he was on the drugs, so that might be it. Yeah, <laughs> he's on the weeds, you know? He's he was on the, on the ganja. If you and they said last episode, remember, uh, according to Jezzer, Jezzer came up with a theory that he got sent there for drug abuse. Yeah, yeah, he got sent for drugs, you know, weed in, in Philly. Uh, and they said that uh, Carlton was a Leo. He does not exhibit Leo uh, characteristics, so I was kind of thrown off by that. Yeah. It is. A, it's a little. It's a little off, and I don't know because I know that when the season started, Ashley was nine, and last episode they said she was ten, and I'm not sure if maybe Will started off at sixteen and now he's seventeen. No, he said he's seventeen, but he's gonna be eighteen. He's turning eighteen. Yeah. 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 yeah you're right. Oh, what's going so on is, here? I don't know. It is weird. I mean, it's not unheard of. Like I've yeah, had eighteen-year-olds no. in my junior class before. Um, but yeah. I think that's probably just what happened. He got left back a year or two. Yep. No, this is before No Child Left Behind. So yeah, they they mm-hmm. would keep holding them back as as long as they could. Yeah. And I mean, uh, I, when I started teaching, I remember one the my first year of teaching, we had a student who was twenty one. Wow. Are you serious? When yeah. you start te- when you started teaching, was was No Child Left Behind still there? Yeah, man. Started a year. Oh, crazy. That is crazy. Um. <clears throat> Yeah, so Will is, Will is a, a very mature 17-year-old. Mature. So he's a, this is kind of one of my, my favorite scenes of the series is when he's trying to study the table of elements and he's just making up that little rap, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is some way, some, you know, way people study. You mm-hmm. do it with music or making songs or rapping or whatever. And then, I always you know, used to remember gold. Hey, you, give me back my gold. Hey. What? AU for on the periodic table. Oh! <laughs> AU, give me my gold. You know? All right, cool. Guess Man, that. that was a rough one. Having to memorize the periodic table. What kind of yeah. fucked up shit was that? <laughs> well, they just do things diet. to do things, huh? It, it clearly benefits you later in life. I mean, on a daily basis, you're using the periodic table. Obviously. No, we're not. What? <laughs> 
think he was being sarcastic. Oh, okay. I can't. I can't. <laughs> barely hear sarcasm yeah unless you're like a pharmacist i mean like what do i need to learn you have have to learn the exact placement it's not just knowing the periodic table you have to know the exact placement of everything i I gotta be honest though as a teacher there's sometimes when i'm teaching things i'm an english teacher by the way and sometimes i'm just teaching the kids things i'm like why the fuck do you need to know this (laughs) remember when they taught us cursive remember yeah they taught us fucking cursive i have not i've yet to use that in in my adult life we actually, I, I, I actually we, we stopped doing it. Yeah. Yeah, they stopped doing that. I, yeah, I remember because I went to Catholic school, so we learned it in second grade, and you couldn't write and print after second grade. If you did, it was an automatic F. That's fucking weird. That's freaking weird, man. Yeah. So I do. I actually do uh, a lot of times write in cursive still. It's just kind of natural to me at this point. Um, All they do with the sign stuff. That's it. The sign, but yeah, like a lot of it's like we can use finance classes and maybe ASL and, and other stuff. Like, you're spending all this time trying to learn a periodic table for what? Low key, it's like media literacy would be such a big thing that we need now with mm-hmm. the population of like social media, TikTok, and all these different things. There's a lot more things that we should prioritize in the new world versus like yeah. all the stuff still like requiring kids to do. Like you said, like financial literacy is key, like with so many people going to debt and oh, yeah. Know, I mean, do you know how many people collect sneakers and just like spend all their money there? <laughs> I know. I, I think I, I know this one dude that like just buys a bunch of random sneakers. I don't think he needs all of them. Uh, man, I mean, we're not. We're, I mean, we're not going anywhere. Yeah, this is true. Justin Cuisine, stop buying so many sneakers, Justin Cuisine. <laughs> the dope kicks. I will tell you, I bought more um, face products and makeup this year than any other year. Which is completely weird because I haven't gone anywhere, but I feel like it's a mental health thing, and it's actually made me feel better at times. Like I just do complete facials now. Yeah, I so. bought a lot of tech this year, a bunch of random tech, just because I could. I don't know. Yeah. Because you know that shopper's eye, you know, kind of like mm-hmm. when you get a little down, you like just get on yeah. Amazon and click and buy something. I can see why people get shopping addictions because yeah. it is a little bit of a form of shopping therapy. Like just it is. spending money on yourself. As exactly. long as you're being res- as long as you're being responsible, it's cool. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with spending your life savings on sneakers. There's nothing wrong. With <laughs> yeah, your life savings. <laughs> Low key though, but like, but honestly, like, I have slowed down the sneaker shopping. But uh, weirdly enough, the thing I was doing this year, I was actually investing in stocks this year because I was just sitting around. I was like, well, mm-hmm. oh, me too. <laughs> me too. Me so, too. Yeah. Well, we gotta talk later. We gotta talk later. Yeah, you know what I, you know what I missed out on? There is a uh, that whole deal with with Microsoft and GameStop. I should have bought stock in GameStop. Why? Oh. They're about to shut down. Well, they but their stock raised for like a little bit after the announcement that Microsoft is dealing directly with GameStop for their products or whatever. Pretty much, oh. Xbox Xbox has uh, bought GameStop to sell their products. So they're selling exclusively now. Well, they, they'll still they still technically have to push other products, but they're gonna push strong like they push uh, Microsoft products a little bit stronger. So basically, they'll always have stock of Microsoft. Yeah. Products. So now they got more. So yeah, I, every once in a while, I'll look at. I used to do a lot of day trading, but then it, it's hard to keep up with. And then I wasn't doing like big. I wasn't doing any big purchases on that end. Mm-hmm. And you really like, especially with day with day trading, you gotta. You gotta like keep up with it, like mm-hmm. within the day, like all the way up until like twelve o'clock, just to make sure you're making all the right moves. And you know what? To to all the young to all the young listeners here, do not use Robinhood. Do not. Oh, use, I was using it. Why? Do Why? not use Robinhood. So what they do, like they don't tell, like they make it super convenient, but they keep your money on lock. Other other apps and other programs, you're able to use your money very quickly. Um, mm-hmm. But with Robinhood, they they're like a bank. They'll use your money and give it to other people like to use. So like they'll put like a, a, a time limit on when you can actually pull it out. So yeah, there's a lot of you got just watch some YouTube videos. Do not what? use do not use Robinhood. Yeah. It's, I use it, Fidelity. It, yeah. It's super convenient, yes, but um when you're actually trying to like active actively move uh, move uh, assets around. It's they they put restrictions on it because you they don't have your money. They, um, they're giving it to somebody else. So just be no, watching YouTube videos. So all you young, you know, people like getting into day trading, uh, really look into what programs or which stock brokers you actually use. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny, were you trying to say something? Oh, no, I was just saying I agree. I use Fidelity, and Fidelity's, like, really dope. A friend of mine is a stockbroker, and he gave me the exact same advice. He was just saying that Robinhood's, like, it's cool or whatever because, you know, it's easy enough to use Apple or whatever, but, like, Fidelity's, like, more trusted. They actually have tutorials to teach you how to invest or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just, and honestly, it's just good financial literacy. Like, everyone should be investing because, which is kind of crazy because it relates to the topic of this episode because, yeah. again, it's all about investing and buying stocks. But, like, buying stock is just, like, it's such a, like, um, reliable thing. such Sorry, not reliable, but it's such a just good thing to, like, to make your money work for you because in today's day and age if you just put your money in a savings account the problem with it is though is that you don't get a lot of interest from that and mm-hmm. so you can't put your money into like certain stocks or whatnot to get returns and dividends and like all these different things so that way like you're slowly building up like more wealth um over time and everything like that so like for all like jezzer said for all the young cats out there take your time learn about the stocks and everything like that it's exactly. invaluable and then, like, especially, like, read newspapers and read, read like, the news and find – not, like, not news on TV, but read, like, articles and stuff on, on products and stuff. Like, uh, one thing that I'm investing in is Delta. Um, same. Same. Delta. I bought, a, I bought a lot of stock in Delta because I remember I was telling somebody because, again, it's like – it was just common sense. Like, the airline industry ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. and. They, and they took a dip, and so, but you know they're going to go back up once the vaccine goes on. People start flying around again. So, like, there's all these industries you can invest in right now that are kind of low because of it. Like, I'm also investing in um, Carnival Cruise Line. And oh, that's, yeah. Yeah, and that's slowly that, like, coming back and everything. Yeah, that's slowly coming back. I mean, it's going to be a while, but at least you're buying when it's really cheap. And then so when it eventually goes up, you're boom, you got some money right there. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, then. Well, yeah, we'll have to talk some more later. Um, so Uncle Phil comes in, turns off the music. He announces one of his clients are stopping by, so Will needs to beat it. Uh, Carlton is uh, coming along on this golf trip that they're going to take. And we learn that his client, Jameson, is one of his highest value clients, but is extremely superstitious, as we learned in the summary. And he doesn't like the color red, because when Vivian walks in with the red blouse, you know, Uncle Phil's just like, you know he doesn't like red. <laughs> and Uncle Phil's just like, he's going to have to get over it. Or Leo's. And I was like, I'm a Leo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Leo. Um, and then we meet Jameson. And sorry, I did not get this actor's name. Um, but he was he was pretty entertaining this episode. And uh, they bond when they reveal that they have a, a matching not matching pair but they both have pairs of lucky drawers drawers mm-hmm. 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 you guys have like lucky underwear that you wear no no that's i do not have a thing that's not a universal have... guy thing <laughs> no 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 you said you were you do have something i do have a lucky towel though Oh, it's like it's like when I get ready to go somewhere special, or whatever. It's like you know I have a lucky towel. I'm like okay, I'm taking off the good towel today, the one that's really nice and everything like that. <laughs> so I do have my lucky towels. Like okay, this one, oh yeah. So I like I that. I do have a lucky towel. I was gonna say what was also funny about this scene too. This is beforehand. Uh, Will was roasting Carlton and um, Uncle Phil about the pants that they're wearing. Yes. They can say look, but I was looking like low key like it's funny like look at all the colors of your pants. I'm like, but Will, look at all the colors of your pants too. Though. <laughs> I was like, they're just different versions of the same concept. But yeah, so that was that kind of cracked me up when I saw that happening. Yeah, I don't know why I laughed so hard. He was like, uh, is a clown convention in town or something like that? And he's like, you know, who cut your hair, Ray Charles? That was good. Why I found that so funny because it's just such a playground insult. Dude, with the way he delivered it. I was so proud of Carlton for getting that off. And it's like, yes. it's low-key kind of what you see on the, the evolution of the show is that they become like brothers. And mm-hmm. that's what brothers do. You learn how to like rip on each other. But mm-hmm. Will's like low-key toughening Carlton up so he can do these track bags. So this is it's kind of dope to see this growth happening. Yeah, he's like, don't even try to top it. I've been holding that one for a week. <laughs> oh, no, he said a month. He said a month. A month. I, was like, <laughs> I was like, he just kept in the chamber. It was just ready to go at any he time. He did. He did. And I love, I like, Will Will has this great comedic, like, physical comedy about him that he doesn't get a lot of credit about, uh, the, his physical comedy. Like, in the episode that we, the last episode, Deck the Halls, we were talking about when he met Evander Holyfield, and he was just, like, moving his hands. And then he changed <laughs> his voice. He's like, oh, no, that yeah. wasn't me. That wasn't me. <laughs> He's just great. And, and you have to remember that, you know, it's not the Will Smith that we kind of knew by the time Bad Boys and Independence Day came out. It was like fresh, you know, fresh Will Smith never acted before in his life. Um, so, yeah. So 
uh, Will and Jameson end up bonding a little bit, and he invites him along to caddy for him at the golf course. And Will, you know, give him some advice on his game. So he turns his cap backwards so he can see the ball. He gets his first hole in one. Mm-hmm. Oh, Big Daddy, can I say one thing, please? Yeah, of course. There's just one thing that kind of stuck out to me is because when they bond or whatever, he's like, would you come caddy for me? And mm-hmm. this can get really weird. It's like this rich white guy hiring this like, black dude to come caddy for him. <laughs> but then I yeah. love what Will says. He's like, he's like, I don't do anything for free. He's like, there's 50 bucks in the tip. He's like, four. I was like, that's Ooh. right. Get your, hustle Get your hustle on. Get that money. So as long as he's being paid, it's like, all right, cool. So yeah, I just want to bring that up because at first it's like, this could be kind of weird, but it's like, as long as he's getting paid, I'm like, all right, this kind of works out. Will's getting his. Yeah, exactly. And, but I thought that was even kind of on the low end, even for $90, I just assumed it was the 90s and they were just getting things for the first time, like black mm-hmm. salmon, chocolate-covered pretzels. Like, they're just, things were just so low expectations back then. So. <laughs> there you go. Plus tip, yeah, who knows what the tip would be. Um, excuse me. So they end up at the the golf course, like I said. Um, he gives them some advice, and I think first he's like, yeah. So he turns his cap backwards, and he's like, you know, you got to chill out on a Saturday, and you know, go tend to your woman or whatever. And then they leave, right? They like they go to lunch and they leave, and we learn that Carlton is trying to score a summer gig at the at the company. You know, Carlton's always trying to score something. <laughs> trying to move up in the world uh by using his dad's connection and then uh hillary find out hillary got a job at an art gallery so they're like you know hillary what do you what do you do there and it's like you know when people walk up to me i just you know look right through them i don't notice they're there or i snore (laughs) like it sounds like they just hired you to be a snob (laughs) it's just like i guess they saw something in me it was so dope. It was so dope. She was so great team. It was so dope. Yeah, because as we learned, Hillary has dropped out of college, so she has to get a job um, in order Poor to Hillary. stay at the, the house. Poor Hillary. Poor Hillary. Poor Hillary. Uh, so Jameson comes back with a sprig of Wolf's Bane, which I forgot to look this up, but for the kitchen. And he's like, it'll, you know, I don't know, it'll bring you luck or something. <laughs> She's like, we're fine now. He's like, for now. So he's just... He's just crazy superstitious because back then it was just like anything spiritual or like witchcrafty was, you know, always portrayed to the extreme. It's not like how it is now where it's more widely practiced and accepted. But like talking about your horoscopes and stuff back then was always a hokey thing. Um, what happened next? What happened next? Well, do you, what, what, you guys believe in like superstitions and stuff like that? No. No? You have any superstitions? Like, you walk under ladders and you break mirrors and shit? Yep. <laughs> mm. All right. Well, we should have expected uh, that answer from Jezzer. <laughs> I'm looking with Jezzer on this. I don't, I don't really believe in superstitions. However, I don't go out my way to break them, though. Like, I don't intentionally like, walk under ladders or, like, go break your mirrors because, like, that's cool with that glass. Uh, but, but, no, it's like... It's nothing like, like, for example, I know a lot of people believe in horoscopes, like, mm-hmm. oh, if you're a Leo, you should only date this person, and blah, 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 and da-da-da. I'm like, ah, I got too much, that's too much work, and I'm good. Well, there are compatibilities, mm-hmm. and tonight's actually the night of the new moon, because we were recording this earlier, so I'm going to have to journal after this <laughs> and manifest some things. So what you're explaining to us is that you do believe in these things. Um, yeah, yeah she's you know a Wiccan. I do. I'm not a Wiccan, but I'm spiritual. <laughs> I got like my tarot cards and my crystals, and I do moon rituals. And oh, I saw I saw a movie about this. <laughs> if you I say the craft, was, I'm gonna was, slap you through the phone. The no, it was a documentary. Oh, Jessica, really? have you seen it? It's called The Craft. Have you seen oh, it? Oh my yeah, god. I seen that yeah. Anyway, yeah, I we didn't see that it. coming. I thought I think I saw that coming. What do I have? Premonitions? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm you can't be using your powers on us. Can't talk to guys about this. Where's Tony? <laughs> Tony! <laughs> Tony! I kid, I kid, believe what you believe. I respect everyone's beliefs. Oh, thanks. Thank Cause, you. Because Tony enlightened me about crystals, because I know about crystals and energy and things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it works if you, you put your mind to it. It's the law of attraction. Will Smith heavily believes in it. It's called The Secret and Oprah and stuff. And you should, like, watch a couple of their interviews. And it's true. What you put out there, you get back. 
Like when you put out bad vibes and bad attitudes and bad energy, you will get that back. But if you kind of put out positivity there and positive thoughts and I'm going to be this person and I'm going to get this, it usually happens for you. But you got to really like put that energy into it, not half-ass it. You know, like when Jezra says he's never going to get the PS5. Well, okay. The universe says you're not going to get the PS5. I'm not going to get it now. (laughs) Yeah, you're not. So when I'm trying to help you, like, I'm not going to be able to because you told the universe you're not going to get it now. You just don't have anything to do with it. Okay. Okay. Okay, Sway. You ain't got the answers. You ain't got the answers, Sway. You ain't got the answers. Kanye, uh, <laughs> Kanye, listen, man, come on, I'm on your side. I, I love that exchange. Uh, yeah, so he tells he tells Will it's like his good luck charm. Uh, he decides not to buy stock in a company that drops ten points, and he just really gets excited about this and and very overbearing. His lucky numbers are three and seven, and Will tells him that his birthday is on July third, nineteen seventy three. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Seven three, seven three. <laughs> you mean yeah, seven three, seven three. <laughs> He's what, like, oh man. And then what cracks me up is after this, the Carlton gets up, is like, my birthday's blah blah blah. He's like, a Leo, and puts up like a cross. To get yeah, him. thanks. Because <laughs> <laughs> he mentioned before, yeah, like a, a colleague of his was a Leo or something, and gave him bad advice, and he just walks away and he gives up on getting that job that he wanted. Poor Carlton. Poor Carlton. Poor Carlton. He always gets he gets dunked on a lot this season. Uh, but Jameson uh, is there to ask Will to go through a list of companies just to feel them out and kind of advise him of which companies to invest in. And it's such a big responsibility for a seventeen year old uncle. Feels like yeah, 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 yeah. This is this is a lot. Um, and then Will goes to his office to kind oh, of wait, you wait. Know, but McDowell, you forgot the most important. Um... Thing about this episode, the most important character we hear about. Oh, wait, I'm trying to think. No, I forgot. Young Sparky. Oh, the spark. Oh, yeah. I didn't want to bring this up because, yeah. So Uncle Phil warns him, like, not to go through with this. It just says how centric he is. And so he gives an example of how at one point, um, Jameson was taking, what was it, tax advice mm-hmm. from dog Sparky. And it was yeah. like, what? It's like, yeah. And think about it was, though, but it's like, but think about this, though, Sparky couldn't let him go. And so when Sparky died, he held on to him. He was like, what? He kept his ashes? And he was like, I mean, it was like, no, he had him stuffed. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Taxidermied and what are your feelings about taxidermied animals, especially pets? Nope. Out of sight, out of mind. It just makes it easier to heal. Yeah. Same, same. It's like, it's like, it's also, would you want to be done? That, would you want to be living like that? Oh, Your God. Life, it's like, I'm like, no, no. No, it's so weird. Yeah, like, I don't want to see my dog stuffed on my mantle or next to me. I don't get that practice. Oh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's like, the dog gives him advice sometimes, and it's so weird. So fucking weird. So, yeah, Will goes to the office, and Jameson knows the Will and Jazz greeting, which is an abomination. That's only for Will and Jazz, in my opinion. Uh, He tries to get out of the situation with Jameson, but another coincidence happens when he mentions his age. Confirmed to be 17. Uh, So he ends up buying a million shares of stock, like a psychopath. Mm -hmm. Is that even possible? I don't think so. I think you got to talk to your broker or accountant or something. Well, he did call his broker, though. But the thing about this, a million shares, that's, that's a lot of, like, even though, like, because he's like, what could he invest in? Because it's like, even at $10 a share, that's $10 million you just did right there. Yeah. Yeah, they, that's a, exaggerated a little bit. A little bit, yeah. It's like, what is this guy worth? And not only that, though, but, like. I mean, not- if you buy that much shares, you pretty much own the company already. Exactly, that's what I'm going to say. It becomes like a hostile takeover because you just pretty much like bought the company. You just brought them <laughs> of the shares. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, this worries me. I don't think the writers on the show knew good financial literacy. No, I don't think so either because they're just making up numbers. <laughs> we should low-key just see where they are now and be like, oh, man, they're struggling. They didn't learn anything. <laughs> a million shares. And save their money. It's like a, a 10-year-old wrote this script. <laughs> How about if you buy the million shares of stock? Uh, uh, but Hillary 
we uh we go back to the house and Hillary is getting her first paycheck from her job, uh, which we can all remember that moment. I think I oh. I, I can't really remember that moment. So I don't know why I just said that. The Fresh Podcast of LA is sponsored by Rat House Productions. They do have a full podcast studio available for rental and producing. So if you ever wanted to start podcasting, but you don't have the equipment, for a low price, you can have a full podcast set up at your leisure. We are also sponsored by Grinding Coffee Company. Grinding Coffee Company is a black LGBTQ plus affiliated and owned coffee business that is aimed at providing coffee to gamers, podcasters, and streamers. They serve high quality premium coffee to customers around the world with flavors such as Mexican chocolate, Cinnabon, and pumpkin spice. 50% of the proceeds from all company branded merchandise are directly donated towards a charity of their choice that is in need. Their passion is giving back to those in need, just like we once were. For 13% off your order, please use the code MiggySpicy. And again, you can go to grindingcoffeeco.com. That's grindingcoffeeco.com to order. If you would like to send feedback or any questions to the show, you can email us at thefreshpodcastofla at gmail.com. Again, our email is thefreshpodcastofla at gmail.com. And please rate us on iTunes. Okay. So she's getting her first paycheck at 21. And she opens it. And it's hilarious thing like, federal taxes? Who's this FICA guy? Who's FICA? <laughs> Who is FICA? I swear they take like, every time you open your pay stub, it's a new line of taxes. Like, what is this? It's, it's just grown year after year. They tell you, but it's very, very small print at the bottom. Wait, wait, 2021 is going to be freaking COVID-19 tax for the vaccine or something. It'll be 10 cents. Uh, but yeah, so her, her paycheck does not come out the way she wants it to come out. Uh, Will walks in dressed in, the, in a business suit, briefcase and a cell phone, you know, fully taken under Jameson's wing. Uh, he says that he made Jameson a million dollars from the from the million shares. So it was a dollar? Was it a dollar per share? What do you guess? Hi. He bought, I don't know, bubble yum. <laughs> Ooh, Jess, oh. you look at the bubble yum after this. I bet people are chewing a lot of gum right now. We should check into that. Fruit stripes. Mm, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so baby. Um, yeah, so he made Jameson a million dollars from his most recent investment. And then Uncle Phil says there's no such thing as luck. Uncle Phil's on your team, guys. Another jaded man. Um, he calls jaded or real? <laughs> he calls Just <James> real. <laughs> I mean, I mean, is it jaded? I mean, he is a very successful person. So I mean, I, he didn't get there by, uh, you know, believing in superstitions. Oh well, isn't he special? Yeah, he is Shredder. special. He's just he's like... freaking Shredder. He's James Avery. He is Mr. He's James a, a. Beret. He's exceptional. He's exceptional. So Uncle Phil is just like, we need to cut the crap now. We need to get you out of this. I sent you there to, to, to get out of this. Let me handle it. So he picks up the phone. He calls Jameson. And he's like, listen, you know, Will's just 17. Da, 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 da. And then he has to speak to Will. And Will basically has to fire Uncle Phil from the account. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. I I will say it's low key disappointing too though is that Jameson makes a million dollars and mm-hmm. all he does is buy Will and Armani suit which I'm like that's cool but can't you give him like four <laughs> percent like something it's custom it's a custom Armani suit I mean I'd, I'd rather have the money that's just me but I, you know but okay. see that's just exploitation though you know Will doesn't know his true value mm, so he's, just, he's just undercutting him a little bit. Exactly. See, Jezzer Bull didn't have that financial literacy. He didn't know better. Yeah. <laughs> He's like the writers on this show. That's what they got paid, and they got paid in our mighty suits and thought they were doing well. Exactly. Yeah. That's what happened to uh, Aunt Viv, season three. Aww. <laughs> so Aww. it did. <laughs> uh, so... It's a $20 million account. I can't just, you know, they won't let it go so easily. Uh, so the, the leader of the firm there, Henry Firth, is back, along with this really short pipsqueak of a lawyer and then Uncle Phil. And they tell the other lawyer he's just there because Jameson likes the number three. <laughs> so, so to pipe down there. 
and they're at Henry first office and now they're at uh, Jameson's office and Will is begging Jameson to see, see Uncle Phil and Henry first so they can try to get the account back. And then he's not having it. So Will pretends to hear the dogs speaking. <laughs> this big taxidermy dog. It's like, what's that Sparky? Is his name Sparky? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, is that Sparky? You want him to come in immediately? <laughs> he's like, sure, bring him in. Uh, so what happens next? What happens next is also so they come in and they start uh in the well like Philip's like uh boss is like okay so we're gonna go in and we're well, this is the game plan and we'll Uncle Phil's like wait game plan I thought we were gonna beg he's like yeah but we should figure out the order that we're gonna beg <laughs> I, I'm gonna grovel first. You know, because, you know, my father started, the, my grandfather started the company. So I'll come in with sympathy for that. Then yeah. you come in and then the third dude's like that. And then I come in next. He's like, no, you're only here because his lucky number is three. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> it's like, when do I get to speak? And so then they go in there and then they start trying to plead their case to get their jobs back and everything like that. Right. But Jameson doesn't listen to it. And then, and then, then he, they, gets a, he gets a stock tip that he's losing all the money. Mm-hmm. $14 million. And he's like, oh, it's dropping, you know, five, four, three. And it was like, look, your number, your lucky number three. And he's like, no, this is terrible. And he's like, you know, you're, you're bad luck. Get out of the office. And then Uncle Phil's like, don't talk to him like that. He really just stands up for Will there. And he's like, you know, he wouldn't be in this mess if you didn't get so crazy. And this is not the first time. And then he tells a story about how Jameson made him work uh, through his birthday because Sparky chased after a Buick, so that was a sign to him for him to buy uh, General Motors. <laughs> ah. Yes, and then he's and then the only thing he takes away from that whole story is that Uncle Phil's birthday was in January, so he's like, you're a Capricorn. And he's like, oh, in my horoscope, it told me Capricorns will bring me prosperity, so you're hired. They hire him back. Yay! Mm-hmm. And then the episode ends. They're all in the living room, and Phil's telling them the story. And then Aunt Phil's like, "Well, your birthday is January thirtieth. You're an Aquarius." He's like, "For a twenty million dollar account, I'm a Capricorn." And that's how it ends. That is how it ends. Wow! Um, this is a dope episode. It was cool. You know, it was cool, but I found myself like tuning out a few times. I was multitasking. So I had to I had to watch it twice today. Um, I'm trying to think how I really feel about it. I I give it like I probably give it another seven seven and a half. Mm. I'll give it a seven or I'll give it a six. Okay, I was about to say that's way better than the last episode. Yeah, I'll give it a six. It, it was all right. It was a it was fun. Uh, with the whole like stock game and like how freaking crazy the dude was, but I don't know. There's a little little. There have been some really good Fresh Prince episodes, and these yeah. aren't these aren't it. Yeah, I know Tony's saving her highest ratings for uh, future yeah. episodes uh, for oh sure. <laughs> and this I... is oh sorry, go ahead, Johnny. Are you good? Go ahead. Well, I'm just saying, this is usually the role of Jameson and, and being into the superstitions and the horoscopes and stuff. It's something I would traditionally go to a woman, um, you would expect. Um, it is like a kooky older man type of thing, but it's not a, it's not a typical role that a, that a businessman would have. And he was very entertaining, so I thought I had that yeah. on him. And, yeah, I think that was just really the only thing that the episode had going on. And, of course, you know, Hillary. <laughs> Hillary and her B-plot with the job and the check thing. Which is dope. And mm-hmm. then it was also kind of like, so and so I would say, like, there's the things about this episode I like. Like, one, this is one of those instances at the beginning where you see Uncle Phil standing up for Will, which you'll see, like, more powerful scenes later on. But mm-hmm. you see that action where he, like, sees him like a father. And he's like, thanks for sticking up to him. He's like, well, I didn't like the way he was talking to you. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the beginning of that father-like relationship that they were they're starting to bud right there. So, in a way, I like what this is building to because those episodes we're going to get to, like, further down the line. And I love always being able to come back to this. 
Um, two, Hillary's storyline is hilarious because it's kind of cool because, like, in a way, everyone's kind of going episodically, but Hillary's, like, the through line of yeah. a season arc in a way because she dropped out of college, now she's trying to get a job, trying to figure her life out. So every time we check in with Hillary, it's low-key always building, which is actually kind of dope for her character. It's like mm-hmm. everything else is episodic, but hers is the only one who's like, we're slowly building off of this. Um, but, yeah, the only thing about this though, is that, like, it would have been dope to see, like, maybe Carl to get a little bit more involved, which right. is something the writers figure out later is that, like, Will and Carlton have such a great relationship that when anything is well, Carlton as well, it's even better. So if Carlton was like in the office as well, or Carlton's going to Will and sees all this stuff happening, it would just make the scenes like a little bit more hilarious and whatnot. And so I'll feel you, I'll feel y'all. So I'll probably give this episode maybe like a 7.5. Like I did like it, but it's definitely not an 8, 9, or 10. It's a definitely fun episode. Jameis is a really good actor. It's mm-hmm. hilarious. It's got some dope <clears throat> jokes. The Sparky stuff's hilarious. But yeah, but as far as like, you know, some of those like classic Will Smith episodes, those classic Fresh Prince, it's not there yet. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's those, like a 7.5. Yeah, it's getting there. Like you said, it's a little tiring to see just it's Carlton wants something. Carlton can't have it because Will's going to get it and get that one up on him. So Carlton walks away. Carlton is dunked on. That's just usually what the the plot line for Carlton is for these latter half of the episodes. I think I thought his strongest characterizations were in the first half of the season, and they kind of just dropped him. Like they kind of got really lazy with the writing with Carlton um, in the later episodes. So I agree with you about that. Um, but that was the episode Lucky Charm. Uh, this is the last episode of the year for the Frosh Podcast of LA. Uh, New Year's is coming up upon us. Do you guys have any New Year's resolutions for 2021? Get rich. (laughs) (laughs) Die trying. (laughs) Uh, Not really. I low-key started, like, I made pandemic resolutions. (laughs) It was like, when we started doing that first lockdown, I was like, well, you know, I have a lot of extra time. Maybe I should take the time now to do stuff. So it's like, you know, eating healthy, exercising more, writing more, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. My goal is to continue my pandemic resolutions into the new year. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's that's good. Um, yeah, just mine would be the, I really want to direct. I want to get back into directing. So I really want to direct a short next year. Of course, produce again. Um, and I already optioned three scripts for that. I'm going to be pretty busy with the development and pre-production between my day jobs. Um, And yeah, just kind of start off slow with that. And then I'm EPing an audio play podcast, which should be fun. And I'm doing this. So I think creatively, I'm pretty covered for next year. Nice. Um, And it's just all kind of figuring out my next move, whether I'm going to stay in L.A. or... Or, or whatnot, you know, career-wise with, with my next move while I try to build up my production company. Nice. That's really what my 2021 goals are. But yeah, um, so I hope everybody has a safe and happy new year. Uh, don't have New Year's Eve parties, please, because you're just going to make things worse January <laughs> into February. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. <laughs> we made it this far, guys. Just, just a little longer. Stay your asses at home. You know, yep. Desert, do you have any final words? Pretty quiet over there. I think he's asleep or something. Desert! What should you buy? What should I buy? Buy stocks. Buy the. Don't. Trying to figure out what you guys should buy. What, 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 Delta? Should I still buy Delta? Delta? Delta, Delta for sure. Stuff that. Uh, buy stock in uh, AMC, you know? Whoa, yeah. no, no, no. Regal? No. Oh, probably <laughs> Regal. Don't buy the movie stocks. No. Ooh. I don't know. I think somebody's got to bail them out. Even if it's a, a studio, a movie studio. Like, they, WB could definitely buy a theater. The problem is, though, when buyouts happen, though, they don't always, like, give you the money dividends like you expect. Because not always they increase. Because sometimes they just buy you out. So whatever the stock is at, like, if you buy the stock for, like, let's say, because, again, like, AMC dropped really low. When mm-hmm. I invested in it, because I did it earlier on, too, when they were getting ready to open, I invested when they were $4 a share. They got up to like seven something. It was like, this is dope. It's about to double. But then <laughs> it did when um they announced that the theaters would open officially again until 2022. And mm. now it's $50 a share. So I sold while I still had a profit. But like, if you were to buy now, though, it's probably going to get bought out. You're not probably going to make anything. Got it. Well, yeah. that maybe, nice maybe in like high definition, high definition uh, projector screens, you know, since they're going to be doing drive in theater soon. 
Yeah, but yeah. definitely uh, Delta's still good. I'm investing in Carnival Cruise because cruises aren't going anywhere. They're still pretty low right now, and it's going to be a while, but that's a long term. It's going to pay off in about eight months or so. So there's still stocks out there that invest in. A lot of the airlines are still low, too. So Delta, Southwest, nor um, this is like so. Take a look at those. Be financial. Disney buying Disney because Disney's yeah. Killing it right I have now. a stock in Disney. Disney's but I think the, the important thing for people to know is that a lot of stocks, you know, despite what this episode shows, is it's not a quick uh, get rich quick scheme. It's like oh. you do have to watch it. You do have to sit on it for a while. You have to stay informed. You have mm-hmm. to stay informed. Yeah, it's not like I'm going to make a thousand dollars in two weeks i mean you might if you get lucky but should you sit on it because you might make five thousand or should you you know uh take it out because you're gonna lose 500 exactly like the thing about this was just like you just want to put your money somewhere safe where it's going to like appreciate value because just remember money can make more money in stock than it can say in um in your savings account because your savings account not giving you the same interest rates like they used to. So mm-hmm. by putting it in stocks, you can actually build up more money over the long term. And that's kind of what you want to do. So, yeah, mm-hmm. there's no get-rich-quick schemes. Do you guys know about cryptocurrency? Because I know one of my old high school buddies was trying to get me into it that. W- there was, like, a few years ago, it was pretty, like, lucrative. But now it kind of died down a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. There's a friend of mine um, who's uh, who used to be a cryptocurrency day trader. Mm-hmm. It was about like watching the value of cryptocurrency, pretty much like selling it, buying it back and forth, and everything like that. But like like Jez was saying, it's kind of died down, and right now it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. I know Facebook is starting to develop their own cryptocurrency, which mm-hmm. is trying to push pretty hard. So it'll be interesting to watch that to see how it plays out. Yeah, I know a lot of people that like they built like these supercomputers just to mine, just to mine cryptocurrency. They did it a few years ago, but now they, I think, like, yeah, I think the value just went down. So. Yeah. It's it's uncharted territory, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, I just want to thank you guys, um, you two again, for supporting me throughout this endeavor. We started this podcast during the pandemic, April of this year, and um, you two have been um, a couple of my biggest supporters here. And we have had Tony and Jordan on the podcast, um, and I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody. I apologize. Uh, Blackwing has been, Daniel has been on the podcast. Blackwing has been on the podcast. Uh, thank you guys so much. And of course we are <clears throat> produced by Rat House Productions. You know, a huge thanks to Matt for hosting us on his feed and his website. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been, it's been a fun year and, um, it's definitely uh, a bright spot in this year getting to, to talk Fresh Prince and, and Will Smith. And that was the whole point of this whole thing. So for again, sure. thank you guys for your time and your expertise and your, your energy and your reviews, um, no helping me out with this. And congratulations to you. It's a dope idea and I'm happy to see it grow every day and everything like that. And like, I know people are tuning in and loving it too. So again, congratulations. And uh, I look forward to seeing this grow even more and see to see all the guest stars going to get on here. Yes. Say when you get me along. Just <laughs> I, will, I will remember, I won't forget like the Hillary episode. I swear we're going to get you for the next Hillary centric episode. And uh, what do you call it? Hit me up when you start doing the hitch review. Yes, you got hitch. <laughs> I will remember hitch. Um, okay, guys, so take care of yourself, and we will see you in the new year. We're going to take a two-week break here, and we'll be back around January 11th. So have a safe and happy holiday. Bye. 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 Are you ready? Ah!